podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I've got to go and check the air before we start here. What? Go and check your bar before we start. No, you've yeah. just done it on the camera. Where are you going? I, I, I've got to say. You've, had, you've been quite good on Twitter. I'm not. I would, I would uh, if I was to summarise in an emoji, I'd do a little fire one. You don't like drinking right over? Never had it before. You never had a bottle? No. You're losing points for being on the podcast every second. Um, good. Um, yeah, I uh, <laughs> Thanks for that input. Before we get into the villa, I had a bit of a... Because it would be silly to start with villa. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Villa View podcast with myself, Dan Bardell, and literally right next to me, <laughs> Tom Julian. You'll notice a little bit of a different setup, which I'll let Tom explain. Well... Uh, yeah, basically the booth that we usually use is undergoing some maintenance issues. Again. Yeah, again, uh, seems seems suspicious. It does. Um, so we decided that instead of postponing the podcast, because obviously we want to get stuck into a 6-1 defeat, um, we'd, we'd do a makeshift podcast, we'd both bring some mics um, and we'd just make it work really well. Unfortunately, I forgot a key bit of equipment for, for my mic, uh, which means that we're sharing one. Can we just talk about how you didn't take your mic in the first place this morning and had to go home after work to go and get the mic and then didn't bring the key piece of equipment after you'd already been home to get the other bit of equipment that you'd forgotten? I think you've explained it quite succinctly there. <laughs> Unbelievable uh, scenes. I will say, when we were discussing... Um, to to get around these booth issues, I had quite a high fever, and it turned out I was quite ill. So I can't really be held responsible for any of my own actions. And the great news is I'm so close to you that I'm bound to get the yeah, illness I'm now right as now. well. I'm okay. feeling, feeling fresh. I, I actually think it was the... The 6-1 the drubbing that brought it on, I, I started to get palpitations during I that. I mean... Memories of that Liverpool game, the mm. Liverpool dismantling that happened to us when, when we got relegated. The, the only thing that's different is actually like these players. Yeah. So that that's the the only difference. But it was very reminiscent of that dark day on Valentine's Day. I remember getting home on Valentine's Day after that Liverpool game and getting a bit of a hard time. Yeah. That's what you say, need. Basically saying you deserve to lose because you abandoned me on Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you didn't. Then nobody deserved that. But Valentine's Day. Yeah, this this um, this weekend was a shambles. So what we're going to do, we, you know, it's Wednesday. By the time you listen to this, it will be Thursday. And at least and nobody wants to look back too much on, on the Manchester City game now. So we're going to do a quick recap of it. Yep. Um, and then we're going to move on. So we're, we're a little bit late, but we're going to do half-time... Uh, kind of state of state of Villa. We're going to go through state. the players, aren't we, exactly. one by one, and give them a ranking of how we think they've done yeah. this season. Tom came up with this idea on the train when he was busy forgetting his uh, <laughs> his equipment. So, yeah, good idea has come to him, though, so that's good. Yeah, well, we'll get into that in a bit. But let's talk a little bit about the shambles that was, was Sunday afternoon. Uh, Dan, you'd, you'd taken the trip back from Spain to get back, yep. especially for the game. I had a good 23 hours in Spain. Did you? Literally not even a whole day, 23 <laughs> hours. Oh. Could have stayed for an extra day, but I made the decision to, to come back and, and watch the Villa game, which was an ill-advised decision looking back. Yeah, um, kind of even before the game... Realistically, we weren't looking at uh, like you know keep it close. Maybe maybe we'll nick a draw. That would have been good. Yeah. From from minute one, it felt like that was an uphill struggle. Well, the first two minutes were okay. Well, yeah. Okay. There's a bit of intent from that first two minutes from kickoff. Fair. But, but after that, I mean, there's ways of losing, isn't there? Mm. And that was not a way of losing that I like to see. Do you, I saw some people compare it or, or say that the Watford. Three 0 loss was worse. How, how, where, where do you where do you rank where do you rank Villa's losses so far? I mean, neither are ideal, and it's, it's not great to be sitting here trying to rank losses as, as <laughs> yeah. to which one was the worst. Yeah, um, I th- I, at this point, I think we do have to laugh about it because uh, you know we're halfway through the week, and if we send ourselves into another meltdown, it's no good for anybody. Yeah, I've already been through this quite heavily as well, so I'd rather not go not go through it again. Um, yeah. The Watford game. I suppose you don't expect to lose that one. You mm-hmm. definitely don't expect to lose 3-0 against 10 men, yeah. do you? With Man City, you know they can destroy destroy teams at will when they, when they feel like it, when, when they're on top of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think, like they said on Sky, it was a little bit of Man City being very good and a little bit of us just being completely inept. Mm-hmm. So you get the two together and you're going to get a scoreline like that. But I just felt like pretty much every goal was avoidable. I don't mm. know whether you were sat there with your fever watching that, feeling the same, but I at was, the game... Yeah. I pretty much felt like, well, we could have done better with with all those goals. They they were all just too easy, and 
we were just so passive the whole day, and that was what I didn't like, and that's not what Dean Smith teams are supposed to be like. Yeah, I, I was going to use the word passive myself. It felt like, yeah, we were, <laughs> I mean, at, at times we were literally passing them the ball, but it, we, you, you talk about the first two minutes of intent. Just it was a this, little bit of a joke. Yeah, 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 of course. But you know, th- there was there was nothing to. There was no fight. There was no, um, there was no want. It, it kind of like the first goal goes in and we we give up. Mares Mares wheels away and then the the rest of the game is done and we just wait out the ninety minutes. And I I, I struggled to pick out a player that I thought deserved praise. I thought I thought Grealish tried to make things happen. Uh, but he was just cut as an isolated figure, and apart a bit from the that, same with El Ghazi, really. Like, what are they supposed to do up top? Yeah, the I, ball's not getting to them. I mean, it's, it's getting a bit beyond a joke, isn't it? At this point, where we're looking for a striker, and every day people are turning to Twitter just to go, "What? What is happening at this point?" But El Ghazi, you can't really blame him. He's not a striker. No, he, he ran. He ran round. He, tr- he tried, but when you're not getting the ball, there's only so much you can do. I think in the end. By the end of the game, you just kind of thought, well, there's literally no point in me making runs because I'm not getting the ball. What did you make of Danny Drinkwater? Was it uh, he was just thrown in way too quickly or, you know, this guy's got a long way to catch up to being Premier League ready? I mean, I'm not a football manager, so Dean Smith knows better than me, but it does seem strange that is Man City the time to throw someone in who hasn't really played for two years? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. What a, what a tough baptism of fire it was. And it, and it proved to be, you know, he was... He he was at uh, at fault for for mistakes, but yeah, you know he he's not he's not game ready. He's certainly not Manchester City ready. It almost feels like you just it's almost one of them where you feel like Dean Smith thinks you're gonna. I and mean, this isn't what's happened, but feels like we're gonna lose anyway. Might as well get him some minutes under his belt because he's he's certainly got left on longer than I thought he was going to because right. he was clearly knackered. Mm. He was clearly knackered. I mean, the midfield had been chasing shadows all day, to be honest. But Drinkwater was, let's say, he was sweating. Mm. You know, he would have wanted to have come off earlier, but it was almost like just give him the extra minutes now, just try and build some sort of match fitness yeah. from this game. I mean, he'll definitely play again on Saturday against against Brighton. I, w- I would think um, he's been brought in as that Premier League ready midfielder, but realistically, he's not match ready. No, and that, that's a problem. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, what did you make of the other the other changes then? Because um, El Mahamedi back in again. What, what it, it feels weird. What what's going on at right back? I'm not. Entirely sure, but well, I obviously I don't know. But the Gilbert Smith relationship is this just a kind of horses for courses, or do, do you think there's something more than that? I'm not sure, and I like Elmer, he's a reliable backup. He never really lets us down, although I didn't think he had a good game on Sunday. But I couldn't tell you the reason he was picked over Gilbert for that game. Mm. For me, Gilbert offers you much more going forward, he's more direct, he's, he's very quick, and there's a lack of pace in our side, as we've discussed many times. Mm. Wing back suits him, like that. That's his position. Playing a wing back with three centre backs and him as a wing back. I mean, we'll come on to the other wing back, I'm sure. But that that's Gilbert's game. Mm. I'm not sure what what Elmo was in there for in the nicest possible way. Like I, Gilbert scored in midweek mm. against Leicester. I cannot be sure what the reasoning is for that at all. It feels to me like there must have been some sort of falling out. That comes from absolutely He's on the bench, nowhere. Isn't there? Yeah, but. Beggars can't be choosers. Unless Smith just thought he had a bad game on on Wednesday, but it feels a strange one to me. They've had worse games than he than he had on Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't know what he is keeping the squad members interested. Things like that. I just I can't see a single reason as to why he would play over Gilbert on on Sunday. I think. Yeah, keeping keeping squad members interested when you're in a relegation scrap seems like a. A very kind of under tens thing to do. No, no, it? I, because I literally can't yeah, think of yeah, anything. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a real puzzling one. I mean, I feel sorry for Neil Taylor a little bit, a left wing back, because he's not a le- he's not a left wing back. No, he's a full back. Well, he he got run right, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but there's, I mean, he doesn't. He's not that good going forward. And then when he when he because he's got to come forward more than he he would usually do from left back. Mm. He's not used to having to, to get back. It's, he's, he's not in normal positions that are, that are where he would expect to be. It's just, I mean, I know Target's injured. Mm. And he's, I, I can't think of anyone else you could play at left wing back, no. to be fair. But he just looks a, li- looks a little bit lost. I mean, to be fair, probably nine or ten of them look, looked a little bit lost, didn't they, on Sunday? But we're playing that formation because it gives us a, a sturdier platform. And it had, it had looked, we'd looked better in the two games that we played that, that formation in, in Burnley away and Leicester away. Yeah. 
because it gave gives us a platform. It made us a bit more resilient, I thought. But then there was zero resilience on on, sun, on Sunday. I mean, I guess you just get found out playing against top class opposition. Man City were on it. I don't think Leicester were necessarily on it mm. when, when we played them. It wasn't wasn't their best game of football that they'll have played this season. Man City just picked holes in, in our setup and completely exploited everything they could. Yeah, and do you think do you think then Smith sticks with it for Brighton because you think. The fundamentals I mean, are there. Brighton play that formation. Mm. So, in a way, it would make sense to match them up. I think he'll go back to 5-2-3. I can understand why he went with three central midfielders. It, it makes sense to do that. It's probably what, what I would have done. Yeah. But that's on paper. It, the game's not played on paper, and it, it just didn't work. No. I, I, the whole midfield didn't really lay a glove. No, I'm no. and as, as I say, they all looked a little bit lost. Yeah, I mean, Douglas Louise, Conor Harahan, nobody covered themselves in glory. No, 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 and, all, and, all really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's frustrating, isn't it? Because I think I, I, I bumped into our old mucker, Chris Dolan, on the street yesterday. What was he doing on the street? He was just walking for a coffee. Oh, okay. And, uh, and we were just talking, and he, he was like, at the live show, I told everybody we finished I mean, 17. this man, if you speak to him on WhatsApp, you will never get any ounce of positivity from him. <laughs> he was like, if we finish 17th, everything, everything's great. I mean, he's great. right. He is right. And, uh, I, I totally didn't agree with that at the time. That but was right. At the same time, we, we have been the masters of our own downfall. It felt like on Sunday, we, we just, we didn't, we weren't fit to play in the Premier League on Sunday. I feel like we've given away bad goals in other games, but this just felt different. Mm. It was just by, by the end. I mean, that last goal sums it up. It just mm. Mings has made such a strange run. I yeah. thought for, yeah, yeah. for a middle of a three of a three man partnership centre back, just a really weird run. I mean, I don't know why Hawes has tried to give him, give him the ball there because even if he picks it up, I'm not sure what he's going to do. do. Yeah. Hawes just gives it straight to the Man City player and they they run down and and make it six. Just every goal, as I say, just felt like it was our fault. Wasn't Man City brilliance? Even the Aguero one is a great hit. I think Nealon should save it. I, was I think Nealon should have the first one. Yeah. Second one, Drinkwater's given it away. Elmo's not covered himself in glory. Aguero's not given up on it, and it's bobbled through and ended up at Mares's feet. Yeah. Third one, as I say, I think Nealon should save it. I mean, I'm starting to forget the goals. Fourth one, he's a great ball from De Bruyne. He's Don't just, get yeah, me wrong. Just at the back it's a lovely, post. lovely ball. But again, De Bruyne is running with the ball. No physical contact on any of these Man City players at no. any point. We, we don't say, get close to them. No, as I say, it's a great ball. Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the Premier League for me by an absolute country mile. He's just unplayable. I think I had him as player of the year, you know. Did you? I think so. Well, well, done, well done to you. Fifth is like, Elmo's just stuck one of the laziest boots in I've ever seen. Aguero curls it in and the sixth we've just dissected. Hmm. They're all, no one has even touched a Man City player. Even when Mahrez was running, someone fouled him. Yeah. Just put a foul in. Yeah, but that was that was it. That, but it comes back to what we said before. There was no fight. There was no. There was no willing to stand up and just kind of get stuck in, was there? It was just this kind of apathy. I just, yeah, I just wanted to see someone lose their mind. <laughs> well, you know what I wanted to say. Yeah. You know, I just want to see someone say, "What's going on? Come on, have some pride." I just want to see someone do that, mm. and I didn't see it. And it's weird, as I say, because I like these players. I, I, I like them a lot. They're not not a bad group. Mm. But like I said, ap- apathy is the right word. Mm. It was just like an acceptance that we're going to get trounced. Let, let it be. I mean, we were, we weren't much better in the second half, other than conceding half the amount of goals than we conceded in the first half. But it, it could have been more. Yeah, it was just grim. It was a grim day all round. It just wasn't wasn't good. It's not what I've come back in the Premier League for. No. Well, I mean, when you think Norwich have beat Man City at home, Wolves have beat Man City at home. Like they can be beaten. They're not at the best this season, and I don't dispute they've probably played better than they have done in in those games against us. But you know what? Norwich and Wolves, they had a go, they pressed, they closed down, and I know you can't press at every given moment against Man City because they'll find a way to hurt you. Mm-hmm. But midfield's got to be getting closer to their players. Yeah, I'd say on that, you know, Man City have it in their locker to, to rip teams apart, yeah, and, and they do that kind of a couple of times a season. That that That's their MO, and, and Villa seem to be on just on the... Uh, on the bad kind of luck of, of of having to take that one this this season, that's not an excuse. That, that's not a reason that that, that we got trounced. But uh, I feel like we, we, I didn't expect anything really from this game. You know, I expected no, I didn't like, going back to the. I expected something from Watford. I expected a little bit of fight at least. And I mean, especially Watford, when, there wasn't much fight. No, it's almost exactly. like when the game's not, gone, we just give up. But to go back to that, you know, I, you know, especially when you're ten men. Uh, to the good, as it were, and and 
you're still getting torn apart. That that really sticks in the craw. But this, you know, it's it's a massive scoreline, but we just need to get over it and, and get back, yeah. back to Brighton. I will say, I've got a quick quiz question for you God. here. Sergio Aguero, obviously, um, 12 Premier League hat-tricks. Do you know who the top Villa hat-trick scorer is? Premier League. I would say Dwight York, but it probably isn't him because that's the obvious answer. I will say... Dean Saunders. It's Dwight York. He's Dwight York. Oh, oh, no, How many? Three? Four. Four. Oh, dear. What a disappointing it's quiz. Not, if it's not squad numbers, I'm not going to get it. It's the, you're not in the booth. No, you know, no. The whole it's, thing's it's, it's a weird apart. thing. I don't even like seeing myself on camera today. I'm just looking at us and thinking, oh, jeez. We also look very yellow in here. Yeah, I did we? notice that something, something's happened to the white balance behind us, but it, it is what it is. Do you think it's my shirt throwing it off? It's probably not helping. Tom's wearing a yellow shirt for audio listeners, and it seems to be wreaking havoc <laughs> with the camera, <laughs> but just, just it sums up the evening, to be honest. It does. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about from Sunday? I don't want to dwell on it. We obviously haven't gone into it in a massive detail there because it's just not worth it. What did you make of Dean Smith's post-match? I mean, I thought he, I felt he was very honest. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not. I mean, you can't wh- fail. But to be honest, after that, there's no way you can say we played well or anything like that. Say, what, what else are you going to say at, at this stage? You know, you, you've been you've been absolutely humbled, and and Dean Smith's on a hide into nothing here. Um, yeah, do you know what? You've just got to chalk it up and 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 go again. It sounds very Steve Bruce that. But I mean, next three games, huge. Yeah, huge. And and the the cup. The cup as well. You including that, or that's no. That's I was excluding. I was just doing league games. The cup is huge, but then now is it, it's like, do you even want to play Man City at Wembley? Yeah, true. <laughs> do, do we want that to happen? Do we? That was already quite embarrassing on Sky Sports. Yeah. Do we want the whole whole world to see us in a cup final? I'd love to win a cup. Obviously, I want us to get to the cup final, but we'd have to be a hell of a lot better than that, wouldn't we? I think we would be, wouldn't yeah, we? Well, I thought we would be better on Sunday and against Arsenal. Yeah, there's just been. There's been some bad days so far. It's been some good days as well. But we're not as competitive as I imagined we would be. And injuries have played a part recently. Hmm. The, miss, the miss of McGinn is absolutely huge. Mings was out for a period as well. That that wasn't great. Even a couple of games, Grealish was out. Wasn't brilliant. Wasn't brilliant for us. Although we did well at Liverpool, against Liverpool without him at Villa Park. So there's things conspiring against us a little bit. But other teams get injuries as well. But the season enders for. I mean, will McGinn even be back by the end of the season? I yeah, don't know. Do you we're know hearing what, very little. Do you know we? what I mean? It's just like they're, they're key things, they're key players. Wesley, I mean, we shouldn't ever be in the position that Wesley's the only reliable centre forward that we have. Reliable in inverted commas. Let's look at the table just very quickly here. Well, he looked good the game before he went injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Norwich City, bottom 14 points. They look a bit cut. Do you think they're them. gone? Well, they got humped by. Manchester United, didn't they? And you know, I, they do look like a beaten side. The fact me. we beat Norwich twice tells me they're in a little bit of trouble. I thought that they would. Yeah, <laughs> I thought they would have a surprise result in them, and I thought it might come against I mean, Manchester United. Man City. Yeah, it's mad. Long time ago now. They could have beat us quite easily. Yeah, that. that wouldn't have been a surprise result. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah, kind, yeah. I kind of thought they might do Manchester. We well, don't pull out a surprise result at any point. That's no, what you need. Norwich have been playing decent football and still losing. Yeah, they looked good against us. I really enjoyed some of their. Well, not enjoyed, but I respected some of their football. So they're eight points from safety now uh, Bournemouth dropped down to 19th they're, they're, they've got 20 points Villa just a point ahead of them Eddie Howe looks a bit lost yeah he won't get a sack he's, he's lo- he looks lost I think he's third favourite yeah I'd be shocked if they sacked Eddie Howe whatever, whatever happens but they suddenly look very unorganised and not disinterested, but they're lacking confidence for sure. It's it's all got a bit tighter again, though. So you've got Bournemouth on 20, Villa on 21, and then Watford and West Ham on 22, and Burnley and Brighton on 24. I mean, we pulled Burnley into it when we beat them. That was massive, and that's what we need to do. We need to be beating Brighton. We have to beat Brighton, because that, that hopefully drags them in and us out. We'd, we'd be level on points with them. If, if I can't see the screen the properly. Way. How many points are Newcastle Sorry, on? It doesn't matter. I just want to 26. See, I think they're going to fall back in. It's out from 13th downwards, really. I think Southampton have done enough to get out of it already now. Which is an incredible job. Yeah, they were looking in massive massive danger, weren't they? Mm. Now they're picking up results all over the place. I mean, going to Leicester and winning, suddenly our defeat against them doesn't look as bad as it did at the the time. I don't see Watford being in trouble. They've just done really well. You've got to respect what Nigel Pearson's gone in there and done, to be fair. I think they have good players. What they've got is they've got attacking players. 
that know where, where the net is. Hmm. We've got players that know where the net is, but we just haven't got that focal point, and Deeney's come back in for them. Okay, he hasn't scored every game, but he, I feel like he's scored in most games since he's come back. But he's a focal point. Mm. You know, he give, gives him something to aim at. There was just no focal point he's, on Sunday. But Deeney's also this kind of character with a bit of fight, a bit Leader. of like he's going to grab people by the scruff of the neck and, yeah. and really get people going. And I, I, Villa really missed somebody like that. They've got Mings, but they need somebody maybe in the in the kind of forward unit. We need a centre-forward. We need two centre-forwards. Yeah, but at least one would be nice. I mean, Davis has got injured again. Yeah. Just as he's about to come back, he can't be relied upon to, to stay fit. He was pretty much injured the entirety of last season. Yeah. It often happens w- w- with young players. They get growing pains and they pick up, pick up injuries. But we knew he wasn't a goal scorer, as he as is a good, good option to have off the bench, yeah? Codger, I don't think we'll ever see him play for Aston Villa Football Club again. But then, are we going to be left in that embarrassing situation at the end of January if we haven't got a striker in where we're like, well, OK, we're going to have to integrate him again? So we're in the 15th of January now. I thought we'd have one in by now. And you're hearing nothing? Not that I'm hearing nothing. I'm hearing too much and I'm probably but hearing a lot of guff. But hearing, yeah, useful, but I don't think reliable But I don't think we're close to anything. Right. I don't think we've got as much money as people would, would expect. I don't think the financials are there. But they're going to have to do something because we, we, we have to get two centre-forwards in. We absolutely have to. Mm. Ben Teke is the one for me. I think it's a no-brainer. I don't know what you think. I wasn't, I wasn't keen... Just because he hasn't been the same player for such a no, long time. And it just feels like too much water under the bridge. However, the longer it goes on, the more I'm thinking, well, somebody that knows the club, he's, he's familiar with the area, he'd settle very quickly. He knows where the goal is. I if you can, give if Jack you, a lift, either. If you can feed him. Yeah, and he's, he's, he still have friends around the club, all that kind of stuff. I'm talking myself into it. It's, it's still not ideal, but we're in a... We're in a terrible situation, and and he would fit straight in. He plays that kind of Wesley role, um, and I think he's very different. I know what you mean, but net. I think he's got different traits to Wesley. I think hit the net. I think Crystal Palace, the whole time he's been there, virtually since Allardyce went. Hmm. Let, let's just remember Allardyce plays a certain type of football here, so lots of crosses. Palace don't cross the ball. Hmm. I'm sure when Allardyce was there, Zaha used to play on the right hand side, so it wasn't about cutting in and getting into the box. He'd deliver, he'd deliver football, the football into the box. That's what Benteke thrives upon, and I think he scored 16 or 17 in his first season at Palace. Since then, he has, he has looked a shadow of his former self, but I think there's mitigating factors. Crystal Palace did not play in a way that, that suits Benteke. When, when you've got Christian Benteke, after making the main man, you have to play in a certain way, which means you've got to get a lot of crosses into the box. We do that. We are doing that. We swing a lot of crosses in, and mm. quite often there's nobody there. Mm. Benteke will be there and he'll get get on the end end of things. And I think all it would take is for him to get one goal for Villa. It would lift the place, it would lift the players, it would lift him suddenly, get some confidence. Yep. He was that talisman that kept us up so many times. OK, he's had a few injuries, he'd probably have to adapt his game a little bit from the last time we saw him playing for Villa. But I'm convinced he'd hit the ground running for us and I'm convinced he'd make a massive difference. You're talking into it. Mate, I'm telling you. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it at the start of the window, but I wasn't brave enough to to put it on Twitter at the start of the window, but... Desperation. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I love Christian Benteke. Yeah. I absolutely adore the bloke. So from the minute he walked out of the place, I would have dreamed of having him back. Mm. But, you know, He's needs still got must... his boots. Yeah, yeah. Got a pair of his boots, got one of his shirts as well. Not that he actually wore, but I've got a Benteke shirt. But the other thing is, regardless of everything I've just said, we need someone. Mm. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There, there is no one there. I Silamani at the moment I take it because I just think we need we need a striker of some description. I don't think he's in the Monaco squad tonight. I think there's been some kind of falling out regardless of the transfer stuff. Mm. But I think he's on big wages. And I'm Villa I don't think can afford to pay hundred percent of these players' wages. I don't think they can afford to pay hundred percent of Benteco's wages. Palace have got that thing as well where I mean they're probably not going to get dragged into it sitting in ninth now, but if they suddenly give us Benteco on loan and he starts firing, it's mm. going to be like Oh, why did, why did they let him go? Because yeah. Tosin from Everton on loan, he's not been prolific at Everton, has he? It's a bit of a weird one, that. Yeah, I, it just they need they just like want a backup striker because Ayu's led the line well for them, yeah. to be fair, so far this season. But I just want Benteke. I think it's a no-brainer. It's, it sounds a silly thing to say, but if you offered me Benteke with Glenn Murray backing him up at the moment, I would 100% take it. Because you know they both, I think they both scored goals in the past. Murray scored twelve to fifteen goals. Yeah, listen, no frills, not excited. But I think that might be what we need—a leader, 
You know what I mean? Someone yeah. who'll run their socks off. That's what Murray does. And I don't, I don't see any too many viable other options. Because you're taking moment, a risk. Right? If you don't get someone like that, and you're taking a massive punt again. Yeah. And can we afford to do that? I mean, every signing is a punt to an extent. Hmm. I saw it's linked with some Zimbabwean striker. What about the Zimbabweans? The, 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 the other day, and I think there's no guarantees he's going to come in and score goals. There's no guarantees anyone is. But you've got to give yourself the best chance. And for me, Benteke is that best chance. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, we go, we go back to the summer. Um, we're essentially talking about the same thing. You know, We were looking for strikers then. We get Wesley in, which is great. Everybody's excited about what this young prospect is. But we're still talking about getting another one and in. We and, we, didn't. and we didn't do it. No. And, and that's why we're in this mess. Because if we'd had another kind of proven striker, a Benteke or a Glenn Murray, or somebody at least just to be... One, to, to be a backup, but also to help coach, you know, teach this young yeah. player how to live life in the Premier League. We might not be in this situation. And it, it, again, it comes down to the, the, the transfer strategy, whatever, it, whatever it's been. It failed in the summer and it's looking very precarious right now. Let me tell you, if we'd have been off a Danny Drinkwater in the summer, we wouldn't have touched him with a barge pole. No. Absolutely no chance because he didn't fit into the remit of what we were looking at. But we've got to be really, I know we're going to go through it all now. Yeah. No disrespect to some of the players we've signed because I think they will turn out to be good players, most of them. Yep. But it, what we've done hasn't worked. It just hasn't. We're, we're sitting in the bottom three. We, we knew it was going to be a tough season, but we've left ourselves so short. And albeit a different manager, you'd have think we'd have learned lessons from last season with the centre-backs. But Aston Villa is that club that so often doesn't le learn lessons. We are, we are the, the makers of our own downfall at the moment, hopefully. There is a plan. People are working behind the scenes. Let's just touch on it because he's he's finally signed. Um, obviously, after after last pod, Pepe Reina yep. uh, put pen to paper and is coming over. I like him. I li I've always liked Pepe Reina. He's a good goalkeeper. I, I can't even remember what we said last week. I, I I think I said it was a weird move. The fact well, that we were going for a goalkeeper. Well, Neyland had a great game, didn't he? Before yeah, the last true. podcast. This is what I'm saying. I said on Twitter, podcasts are so yo-yo at the moment. <laughs> One week you come in and you feel really good about it. The next you feel horrific. Sometimes we're in the booth. Sometimes we're making shift yeah, with yeah. one mic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but he a brings good presence. He brings experience. He brings leadership. He brings um, quality, or certainly formerly quality. Will do you think he'll start against Brighton? don't think he would have done had we not got hit for six yeah. on Sunday. Now I think he comes in. But a worry I have is, like Drinkwater, I looked it up, he's played about five games in yeah. the last two seasons. And it's different for goalkeepers. Yeah. But You've got to be sharp. It's the repetition. Yeah, yeah. He's not got any consistency of having played in the last two years. And I know he said he's got to earn his place and stuff like that, and fair play to him for thinking and saying that. But you don't just swap the bench for Milan for the bench in Birmingham. Mm. Unless you've got an affinity to Aston Villa, you just don't do it. Yeah, no, we shall see. I mean, I'm, I, I'd like Pepe. I think he's going to be good for the squad. He's saying the right things, isn't he, so far? Totally, and and he's yeah, he's obviously going to be a good guy around around the complex. Let's hope he's a good guy. Someone to look up to, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's won won a lot of things. I mean, he's won the World Cup, the Euros, without playing, very without much. playing, you know, <laughs> in Champions League finals. Yeah, he's I mean, challenged for league titles. He's yeah, got several golden gloves, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a good goalkeeper. He's been a world-class Hasn't he got the best clean sheet ratio in the Premier League history? Quite possibly. I think he has. So, again, before Sunday, I, I did kind of think, what's the point? But now, get some experience in, get someone who... He knows the league. It's been a while since he played there, but he knows the league. A slight concern for me is that he got bombed off from Liverpool for Mingulay, who I've never, ever rated. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, everyone makes mistakes, yeah. don't they? All yeah, right, Brendan. I think it might have been Brendan Rogers. Let's uh, let's get into it then. It's our kind of slightly delayed half time. We did say we were going to do it. I think rankings. Sort of yeah, and I think this is a good time to do it, so we don't have to speak about the city well, game. Seen you starting off high on your list. So yeah, we're going to go if it's all right can with you, you. Can you explain the rules? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> every every player at the start of the season starts with five, so it goes from zero to ten. You start with five. Thanks which, for telling me that, yeah. <laughs> which is average, yeah. right? Um, and then, obviously, if a player is, has gone above their expectations, yeah, we go up. Does that mean we're not giving anyone less than a five? No, because if they're below expectations... Oh, right. I mean, I can gauge you from what you've done. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's start with the goalkeepers then. Obviously, I don't think it's, it's fair to do steer, but um, no. but uh, I feel sorry for him. Yeah, but, but yeah, very much so. Tom Heaton and uh, Oyan Nieland. 
think I just about agree with the marks you've got down there. So you've given Heaton a nine. Yes. I'd have probably been leaning more towards an eight. I think just before he got injured, he was starting to find top form. Obviously, after his, his second game, it was he had a, a calamitous error in the first minute of his first game at Villa Park, give away a penalty, didn't he? Again, oh yeah, against Bournemouth. But oh, yeah, after like that, that, I don't <laughs> remember him having done having done much wrong. I think he saved really. us on several yeah. occasions. He He's, saved our goal difference. That now he might as well not bother. He saves our points. You know, yeah. there, there's definite games that we would have yeah. lost or drawn without him. And I, again, I've said this countless times. For me, he was he was one off, if not our player of the year. For, for the, he was on, on track for it. For, yeah, for the importance that, that he was playing this season. And it's an absolutely cruel blow to him because, I mean, the, I think the week before he was injured, we were talking about him for England. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's a really, really crushing blow for him and for the team. So, yeah, I gave him a nine. I'm going to go 8.5. OK. Can I do that? Yeah, of course okay, you can. OK, just check in. There are no rules. Yeah. Well, there are. You, well, we'll you, see. You, you listed the rules before we started. It's true. Saying there's no rules. <laughs> All right, then, Neyland. I've gone for seven. Yeah, he, he's, he's exceeded... My expectations have come back. It's a small sample size, I will say that. Um, but, I mean, I'd written him off, and so so he's done a lot better than I, th- I thought he would, so I've gone for a seven. Yeah, I've put him at fault for a couple of the goals on, on Sunday, but in some ways it's academic, isn't it, because we probably got smashed anyway. Mm. I think when he came on against Wolves, he had a, an assuredness about him. He, look, he looked good, didn't he? Anyway, yeah. We lost that game. I think he came out of that with quite a lot of credit. Liverpool Cup game, good saves. Mm. That, that game is potentially completely different if he doesn't make the saves he made at the start. Because yeah. they, they started well, Liverpool kids. Sure. Didn't they make two very good saves at the start of that game? Yeah. And then Leicester in the semi-finals, I mean, man of the match performance, f- for me, he's kept, he's kept us in the tie. Mm-hmm. And he'll play the second leg regardless as a, as a reward for that. But yeah, I think you're fair in saying he's exceeded expectations that anyone would have had. And I think he's done well. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't think you can argue too much. Obviously... Against Man City, potentially could have done a little bit yeah. better, a little bit stronger risk, but maybe not. Maybe Aguero is just an absolute weapon and uh, and and taking it apart. Anyway, the, the whole team. It was the first one though, I think was worse, but mm. yeah. There you go. All right, moving to the defence. Then let's start with with Gilbert. An interesting, an interesting one. I like Gilbert. Mm. I think he's for a low cost signing. I think he's done done very well. I think he's had good games. He's had bad games. He's got something, I can't quite put my finger on it, he's got something about him that I like. I like that he's got pace, because you don't see much of that at Aston Villa. Yep. Nowadays, I think he loves a slide tackle. I, I love a slide tackle. So I think he's I think he's done well. Seven, potentially you've, got, you've gone for there. Right? Maybe I think a little, I'm going to hide A mine. little bit high. I think I'm going to hide these, so, oh. so that you can't see them. Because I think you should, you should judge on your own. Now, seven's probably fair, because... The expectations of him wouldn't have been that high, yeah. Before the season started, well, he was signed for us in the championship, wasn't basically, he? yeah. And uh, I, I agree with all your points. I love the the slide and I love the speed. I think he'll fit in well as a as a wing back. He's got a lot to learn, uh, but he's. I think he said that himself. Yeah, he he's given us he's given us goals. He's given us uh, an outlet. He puts in a good ball. I, I think he's one of our best. A new signing, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah, seven, seven for me. Yeah, same. Okay, yeah. So it's not harsh. No, <laughs> no, right, I, was, no I didn't say it was harsh. I said it was a little high. Maybe I was okay. thinking like six point five. Maybe, but seven's fine. El Mahamadou, probably a six. Yeah, I've, I've given him a six. Uh, you no, know, like, done as expected, pr- pretty much. Scored a couple of goals in the cups, hasn't it? I, I, he's reliable. He's he's done more set for Sunday. Yeah, he's done more in the Premier League and the League Cup than I thought he was going to do this season. I didn't think he was going to be around very much, and he's captain the team, and he seems to be a steady hand. Low maintenance as well. Six. Yeah, yeah, six is good. All right, Tyrone Mings. I mean, when he wasn't there, we looked terrible mm-hmm. without him. I think he started off. Very, very good. He was at the, the top of the stats, wasn't he, for, for most things at the start at the start of the season. He was a very busy boy. In that defence, he's come back in for that Burnley game. I suppose you've got to look at moments a little bit. He comes back in that Burnley game, and that, that game is massive for us. And sure. We've won that game. He, I think he made a mistake in the Arsenal game. He he will say himself probably that he's made a couple of errors on a, on a few occasions. But overall, I'd, he's got himself in the England squad, hasn't he? So I think he's probably got to be 
an eight. I've given him an eight. This is, this is very boring. <laughs> it's a fun so segment. Far, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, I gave him an eight for all the same uh, reasons. There was a little bit of a dip just before he got injured. Uh, he seems to have come back from that injury and looked a lot, lot better. Obviously, got overrun against Man yeah. City, but he'll be massive against Brighton. He'll be so. Important. We need him to stay fit. Yeah. Any like type of injury to him now is going to be detrimental to us. All right, this one we might vary on Engels. Again, started good. They had the makings of a good partnership, Engels. And Mings, I think he's suffered a dent in, in confidence, to be honest. No, my battery's low. Oh, Jesus, go Tom. You're <laughs> going to struggle without notes. You're going to struggle to, we're going to struggle to remember the squad, aren't we? Yeah, that's it. Um, Hang on, what do you think? I don't want to be too harsh. On him, he has, he's had a great start. He's really off-putting that you're not sat next to me. Yeah, cool. He's had a great start and then faded quite badly recently. Had injuries as well, which won't have helped. It's all, I always say that you, the second season is when you can truly gauge how successful a signing is. So it's a good second. So he's at, he's at five there. He's at five. Is the five yep. is the average? Yep. Probably six. I've given him a six. Of course I have. Uh, I, I think he's dropped off. I, I thought he started off brilliantly. I mean, we've um, conceded so many goals, so you can't really give the defense. Yeah, but I mean, it's a team thing, I suppose. But we were talking earlier on in the season. We were conceding goals. But we were talking about Mingles as this this partnership that could be that could be a decent Villa partnership for for a long time to come. He's made mistakes and, in games, but Engels has kind of dropped off since he got injured. We I don't feel like we've seen the same defender and maybe we still need to get Mingles back playing the way that they were and now it's different with with a three I'd be shocked if we didn't keep with three at the back this season. yeah yeah you're right but he needs to adjust to that but I haven't seen the same from him so so he it's it's kind of I would say it's a seven going back down yeah because you look at the cost as well so he didn't cost that much money right so kind of hitting about the level you'd expect maybe I don't think we bought him in to be first choice I think Concer and Mings was going to be the first choice, but Engels just started so well that he stayed in at the start. Yeah. Uh, I put Courtney Hawes and Ezri Concer as a five just because I don't think we've seen yeah. quite enough of them potentially. Uh, maybe a little bit more of Concer. We've seen a bit more of him. I don't tend to notice him that much, and I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like I, he, made a, he made that terrible error against Watford, didn't he, where he kicked the ball against... Uh, it's the Watford player, and they ended up scoring. Yeah, he didn't play for for a lot of the start of the season. That's yeah. the thing for Concer. So he's probably just you keep him where he is at a five. Hawes not played. He's played even less. Yeah, exactly. Than Concer, but I think when he came when he came in for a couple of games, I thought the Norwich game. I thought he was excellent and contributed really highly to get to getting us a win that day. He was heading away everything. He's played in the Burnley win as well, mind you. So so is Concer. Maybe a five point five for Hawes. Nice. I like a point five, don't I? So you really far. do. What about Target then? He's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he yeah. started off bright. Everyone was everyone was singing his praises, and and he's kind of dropped off and dropped off. He's had this in, these injuries that kind of keep nagging away at him. For me, I've gone with a four. Four. Yeah, I, th- I you think expected more. Yeah, I do because I especially buoyed by the kind of early early form, and he looked lively going forward. Scored and, the winner in, in a game for us against Brighton. Yeah, uh, he just. He had a bit of spark and a bit of buzz, and I think it combined when Gilbert was playing well as well. And it looked like we had these two wing backs that were that were playing, not like Liverpool's wing backs, obviously, but it gave us that extra width, it gave us that extra danger, and it's just regressed massively. And I, I feel quite disappointed at the moment where with where Target is, and I hope he gets back to it. But for me, at the moment, he's on a four. I think four's a little harsh. I'm gonna go with just an even keel and a five for yeah. him. He started excellent, as you, as you say, but he just fell off a cliff a little bit. He seems quite fragile, like a confidence player to me, Target, which we seem to be saying about quite quite a lot of the players. Hopefully this little spell out of the team will do him good and he'll come back and he'll hit the ground running for us because it cost a lot of money. Mm. It was 17, 18 million, I think it was, and Southampton fans seemed quite pleased with that deal yeah. at, at the time, so that was that's never a good sign, is he? I'd probably say five. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, all right, Neil Taylor. Uh, steady, probably doing what I'd expect him to do. Coming in when we, coming in when we need him, not doing a lot wrong, not doing anything spectacular, either. Not doing a lot wrong. I think I I, I think you're being kind on him. Can you name me a, a goal that he's cost us? No, but I think he gets caught out quite a lot. I think he gets over overrun a lot on on the left hand side. I think 
team's target, our left hand side, yeah. because Taylor's playing at the moment. For me, he's a. He's I a mean, he's not a wing back, so you're asking him to do something that's not, not even, something he's good at. at the even moment. when we were playing back four, though, when he'd come in, he still looked suspect. He doesn't offer a lot going forward, which which we knew about. But we have talked about him being a solid, Premier League. Solid defensively. We've, we've talked about him being a Premier League player before, and I don't think he is. I don't think he's a solid. Premier League player. No. If I had the choice of every left back in the Premier League, well, obviously you wouldn't be nailed that. No, but I, I don't think he'd be uh, remotely high on my list. He, he might be in the bottom five percent, something okay. like that. For me, he's a low four, maybe a three point five, and only a four because I didn't expect him to be that high. That's why I just keep him at a five. Comes in when we've needed him. You're too nice. I think even that's your Kale, problem. Even Kale, mate. You don't like to. You don't like to dip below the dip below the threshold. I don't think. Players. I don't think anyone is doing really less than I would expect to have expected of him. If that makes sense? Okay. At the moment, that's how I feel. Well, we'll see. We'll, doing see Chester. When, we'll see when we get... How, I'm just asking. How could we do Chester? Well, he's played a couple of cup games. I'd have him in the team. At the, I'd have him in the team on Saturday. Eight. I'd have him in the team on Saturday. Yeah. Would you? Uh, no, I don't think I would. Okay, well, we'll, do, we'll probably do a match preview, won't we? So yeah. We'll talk about we'll that. We'll get then. into that. All right, let's go into the midfield then. Captain Jack. Didn't have the best of starts, Jack. Although he was always chipping in with the, with assists and goal and contributions in the play leading to mm. a goal. I mean, there was a thing on Football Three Six Five yesterday. I don't know whether you saw it, where they did the top ten players outside of the top six, and he won. Oh. He was who they ranked as the best. That doesn't surprise. He's going to get caught up for for England. He's he's class. He's potentially world class. I would say there's no one like him. He's carried us on his shoulders at times. He probably has to be a nine. Yeah, I've put him as a nine. I just he's added goals to his game as well, which is massive. In the same way that Heaton saved us in games, Jack Grealish has won games on his yeah, own. Yeah, probably and, a nine. And he's he's phenomenal. He's he lifts the whole team. He gets people involved. Um, without him, we'd be an absolute mess. Yeah. So yeah, a, a, an easy nine for me, John McGinn. Based on his um, on his body of work, started brilliantly. Scoring goals at the start at the start of the season, and then they, the goals kind of dried up a little bit, and then he was playing with a little bit of a knock, mm. wasn't he? Did we ever hear any more of whether he was taking injections? <sighs> he, kind of, he just got injured, yeah, didn't he? he so did, he kind yeah. of lost its way a little bit. A massive part of how we play, and you can see when we're not there, when he's not there. Sorry, mm. we're not there. Yeah, we're just just not the same, are we? Without McGinney's a, a very like Jack, a, in a different way, a very unique player. I'd probably say seven. Yeah, I've gone for an eight. Uh, okay. Because I think he had a little bit of a dip in the championship season as well, and then yeah, he played, he's played a lot of games. Then, Scotland as well. Do you remember he he basically needed to get booked like his tenth time? Then rest. he had a couple of day, yeah. couple of games off, and 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 came back absolutely flying. So I think that's what he needed, and it's really unfortunate he's out for so long, and and potentially we won't see him again. Who knows? But if he if he is back down the stretch and we're still within touching distance, then he could be a real real important part of that. Kind of certainly miss night. him. Yeah. Uh, Conor Harahan I can almost taste the, the hate on <laughs> whatever I say here yeah he won't be happy with how, how how much he's played in and out the team I don't think it's easy to, to when you're in and out of the team all the time but if you look at certain individual games that we've won he's been there the winner against Norwich uh, the, the 2-0 against Newcastle he gets a goal and an assist mm-hmm. so his contributions have, have been important both Norwich yeah no, no, Newcastle, Norwich, and he scored against Norwich as well, but we'd yeah, already yeah. won the game by, by that yeah. point at Carrow Road. He came back in at the start of the season, and we won a couple of games, didn't we, when he was in there? Mm. Tailed off a little bit recently when he has started games. He's not, not reached the standard that I would expect of him in the, in, the last, in the last few games when he has had starts. Difficult day for everyone against Man City, don't get me wrong, but he got hooked against Watford. Yeah, Wasn't really too, too involved in the game. He's been hooked another time as as well. I can't remember when, when the game was. It might have been Southampton. I think he might have got taken off in that game as well when yeah. we were, we were 3-0 down. But the goals that he scored have been important and the contributions that, that he's made. He's done well for us in the League Cup. Free kicks, the the crosses, the yeah. assists. I'd, I'd probably say seven, to be honest. If you look at what he's, his body of work, yeah, I, I I think I just about agree. I'll go with a six point five just because of the the kind of the recent tail off. And the yeah, spin. that's right. Like you know, we talk about how Ingles he was at a seven and then he's going down. Yeah, Connor's at the moment not making his way up towards an eight. It's becoming more of a six because he when he started games recently, he's not had the 
not raised the level as I said that, that I would expect of him. Yeah, I think that's that's well, I would say that's fair, but I'm sure it's not to many people. And this is open. If you want to, yeah. you want to put your rankings up on on YouTube or or on Twitter, whatever, let us know. I never get like I never get when people hammer you on Twitter. I'm you literally we're literally giving an opinion. Yeah, we're not sat here and saying. Everything we say is completely bang on. A lot of what we say is a load of tosh, and, yeah. we, know, and we both know that. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's just why give, we just do give, this. Just giving opinions. Yeah. That's all it is. That's it. All right, then. The next one, then. Douglas Louise. Oh, God. Let's <laughs> do it in a row. You're going to give yeah. me a little break and go on the gamba. It's like it was planned. I'm interested to see what you've gone for first. I think you should do the spiel first. I've gone for a six, which I think is. is uh, <laughs> I like Louise. As, especially earlier on in the season, I thought he showed glimpses of of being really smart. He's obviously got a goal in him. He's, he he has the ability to absolutely turn it on. And I've seen him, I've seen him defend well. I've seen him like boss the midfield. I've seen him do all sorts of things. And then he goes completely missing in big games as well. So I think for me again, well, no, actually, yeah, I'm going to go with a six because I think he's. I think he has shown that he can be a class player. He hasn't consistently shown it at all, and I think certainly recently it's 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 kind of again on the on the negative on the negative um, wave. But yeah, I go with a, I go with a six overall so far. So I'm talking about contributions that have won us games with, with, with other players. Some of his contributions I think have cost us a little bit. We spent a lot of money on him as well. There's obviously a player there. As of, Some of the stuff he does on the ball, his technique is very, very strong, arguably up there with Jack in terms of technique on the ball. So he's a good footballer. And I, I've never for one minute said he isn't a good footballer. Mm. I just don't think he's a defensive midfielder. And we've played him there a lot. So in his defence, that's probably not, not his fault. I think six is fair. I think that would be what I would go with as well. There's definitely room for improvement because for someone we've spent that money on who's come with the, with the pedigree of having... You know, rep- represented Brazil all the all, uh, all the ages. He's played for Brazil senior squad this season. Mm. Pep Guardiola talks very highly of him. I think I expected more because of all those things, and that's why I've criticised him in in the past. I think you talk about him going missing from games. I don't think he ever shies away from the ball. Mm. I think he always wants the ball, and credit to him for that. Even if he's having a bad game, he always wants to get on the ball and and have the ball, and I, and I respect that because I don't like people hiding. I just think sometimes he costs us with the naivety, which is he's a young player. So again, that'll come that'll come with time. On his day, he's very very good, and I think he'll go on and, and be good. But I just I think it will be with someone else. I don't think it will be with us. You know, like Adrissa Gay went off and was very good for yeah for for another team, and he's now playing for PSG. I can see a similar thing happening with with Luis, and I just have a problem with the transfer in general. It's a little bit like a loan, isn't it? Yeah, we spent a lot of money loan. on him. As soon as he does well, he won't be with us anymore. But I think six is probably fair. But like you say, it's, a, it's, on, it's on a downward curve. Yeah. You could say that about everyone at the moment. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, what about then Nakamba? I've gone with a, I've gone with a five. Yeah, I was um, going to say 5.5. Again, he kind of burst on the burst on the scene. That there was this, this huge movement of, of support for Nakamba, wasn't it? He was really there? good his and, first few games. And he started off brilliantly. And, and kind of since then, he's just again regressed and, and I don't know whether it's a lack of confidence in this midfield um, in total or whether he's not quite playing in the it's position the new signings to... in general there seems to be a lack of confidence mm. because he started great but I think he is a prime example of how important confidence is in football because every time he get like every time he got the ball against Leicester he scared me I just thought he's going to do something stupid he just seems he seems like his, his passings fell down a cl- fell off the cliff a little bit his passing he kept things very simple at the start Sometimes I think he's overcomplicating things when he when he when he doesn't need to. Just keep it simple. I was shocked he didn't play against Man City. You'd think your ball winner, he's your ball winning midfielder, isn't he, Nakamba? You think Man City? That's a game for your ball winner. But Smith didn't didn't obviously pick him. He picked he picked three others above him. I expected more from Marvellous because he had a good start. So I think five point five. I'll go because he's had good moments. Yeah, but he's had bad moments as well. Yeah, seems fair to me. All right, then. I've gone with five for Hotter. Um, actually, I, I, I'm going to change that to a six. I think he's exceeded... Big jump, not five to 5.5, no. five to six. I think he's... been two levels. Uh, I was going to say he's, he's done what I thought, but actually, I didn't think he was going to play at all. And again, earlier on in the season and, and 
in glimpses in injuries cup, have hurt him. In, yeah, glimpses in cup games. He's actually shown that he can that he can compete. Whether it's on a regular basis in the Premier League, still yet to be seen. But actually. I didn't think he was going to get that far. So for me, he's shown enough to be a six and, and have a bit of promise. Five for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He had a great, good game against Everton. Threw a ball to Wesley. Lovely. But then I've not seen anything from him since. Injuries have played a part in that lack of playing time. We well, played that same played, through ball to, a, uh, a to, to Codger for the, for the goal. Uh, in the League Cup. In the, in the, in the FA Cup. The yeah. Premier League is the bread and butter. That's what, I, that's what I care about mainly. Yeah. I'd say five. Just, again, even keel. Pretty much done as expected. Hasn't had a lot of chances. Five. Saw him in the toilet on uh, on Sunday. Did you? Yeah, because I was in the gas lamp. Oh, yeah. And thank WITA actually for inviting me into their hospitality on Sunday. Except for the game, I had I had a good time. But yeah, Hotter was knocking around. Saw him in the toilet. Lovely photo said, of your dad. Said hello. Me and my dad on the pitch. Hmm. Yeah, my dad fell over in the middle of the gas lamp. Did he? Tripped over a stool. Yeah. One of those ones where people think... Oh, he's been drinking too much. No, he's just old and clumsy. <laughs> Is he all right? Yeah, he's fine. Oh, okay, he's fine. good. Uh, then we can laugh. Uh, Trezeguet. Uh, probably 5.5. I've gone with a four. Four? Uh, do you remember the first game against Spurs? I thought he looked super lively. Yeah, he looked good against and, Arsenal away as well. He looked, he looked like he was creative and exciting and quick and, and going to make things happen. And... I just haven't seen that since. In and out the team again, though. I think it's hard to build any consistency when you're in and out the team. Yeah. He had a little he run where he scored off, goals, didn't, he? didn't he? When did he get sent off? Sent oh, yeah, off. he did. He got sent off against Palace. Yeah, that cost us. And just, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed because I think I got my hopes up and then dashed. And maybe, yeah. maybe you shouldn't make hopes on a player that you've only seen play no. a few times. But. He scored a few goals, albeit that we lost every game. I think we lost every game. Really? All those games he scored, I think we lost 2-1. Mm-hmm. He scored th- I can remember him scoring three goals for us. He won the he lively, ironically, when he came came on he against Man City when, we, when we're, we're losing the game heavily. I think that's the problem with a lot of our players. They'll come off the bench and look great, and then you put them in the next game and they don't look great. Yeah, very frustrating. It's, it's just the whole inconsistent nature of our side, but it is our first season back in the Premier League. A lot of them haven't played Premier League football before. A lot of them haven't played in England before. I think 5.5 is probably fair. Anwar El Ghazi. Again, another frustrating one. One week he'll look brilliant. The next deal he'll not be very good. His December was pretty bad. He was bad in nearly every game in December when he, when he played. But he's made a lot of contributions, assists and goals. I'd probably give him a 6.5. I've given him a 7. Have you? Yeah, I, I, think he's, I think he's done okay. I know people seem to be a little bit divided on El Ghazi. But I've I've always liked him, and I, I I like him. I think he's one of our more creative players. Like you say, he's the one that's getting when it, when he's allowed to play out wide, which he's obviously not able to do at the moment. He's been the one getting the crosses in. He's been the one creating chances. Also getting on the end of things, like you say, scoring goals, assisting goals. And I think he's he's going to be quite important in the run out to the end of the season. Obviously, depending on who we get as the main striker, but he's going to be the one feeding them. I think he's. Better than he shows a lot of the time, and I don't know what the reason is. We don't see it, but I just think he's got another level he can get to, mm. and he hasn't quite got there yet. But when he's on song, he's a joy to watch. I really like El Garza. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, I bet Henry Lansbury on the list. We haven't seen a huge amount of five. of him. Yeah, I've just comes on four point five five. Played more football in the Premier. He comes on more in the Premier League than he ever did in the Championship, which this, tells you a lot about our recruitment. But this is also kind of why I went just below average because he's had the chances and and he hasn't really taken I mean in his defence he should have had an equaliser against Crystal Palace yeah terrible refereeing that's true should we get back into that so he could he could have had that and that would have got us a point and everyone would have been loving him that's a a bit harsh on him isn't it I just think again level you'd expect solid yeah Uh, strikers then Wesley I'll take two minutes yeah, <laughs> go on, Wesley. I feel like we're going to get to the end of this and we blatantly missed someone out. I don't think so. Done. I'm very reliant on you here. Which is, <laughs> which a, is a dangerous place to be. Uh, Wesley, I don't know what I expected. I knew his goal record wasn't great in Belgium. He scored a few goals in games that we've won. He was just about to, to fire, I think. He was just about to come. He scored against Burnley. I think that would have been the start of something for him. Right. And Typically, he's got injured. In, there's been a lot of games where he hasn't been involved at all. There's been a lot of games where Villa have just played badly and not serviced him at all. I probably have to say 5.5. Okay. 
I've gone for a 3.5 to 4. Well, that's harsh. I, I mean, it's not harsh. The body of work that we can judge him. Injury aside. Five goals in the Premier League, I think. Two of them against Norwich. It doesn't um, matter if they're both two, in the same two, game. Two, it's two against goals. Like the goals that he's... The, I, I, don't, I think it's less about the goals that he's scored and more about the goals that he's missed. He's missed so many chances. He's not been in the right areas for chances. Whether he was getting... Yeah, I said that. I just said... I basically said the same thing. Whether, whether he was just about to get better... I'm just saying not. that's my opinion. I, 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 I agree that he looked much better against yeah. Burnley. And I maybe think the signs consistent. have been there in games before. I haven't seen any of okay. those. We've just, always been on the just, wrong yeah, side yeah, of that yeah. fence. But to me, I don't, like, like you say, I didn't know totally what to expect. Cost from, as well, I suppose, but, has got to be taken into account. But from a huge, a huge um, mark, marquee signing, if you like, um, a number nine striker, you, you need goals from your number nine striker. He didn't deliver those. And, it's a, a crying shame that he's injured, and I, I, I hope they'll come back even stronger and be a brilliant centre forward. I but also think Villa have let him down by not having anyone around him to compete with him. And Definitely, a chance to take him out the firing line that just hasn't been. We've anything. said that yeah. multiple times, haven't we? The, the the Villa transfer strategy failed, failed him, and failed the club a little bit, massively, <laughs> and um, and yeah, that hasn't helped him at all. But you know it, it, it's tough and, and he struggled cut so, throat Julian yeah 3.5 to 4 uh, I'd love, love to hear what you're going to give Codger then I've given Codger uh, essentially the same I put him I put him as a 4 but I think 3.5 to 4 is the same we haven't seen that much of Codger I think he took his I mean I know it wasn't his goal but he took his goal well against Fulham mate uh, honestly I'm telling you no, what I, listen, I know, I know, 90 I know. Minutes, he, and a lot of people have agreed with me who I've spoke to there'll be others that don't he was embarrassing I've, I've watched enough of Codger to know exactly what what you're saying and I, I thought when he got his opportunity to start and play a little bit more that he'd take it he obviously hasn't done that he also hasn't played that much do you know I think there's but, a reason for that we're yeah, absolutely uh, crying out totally. for a striker yet Codger doesn't even go on the pitches of subbing a lot of games but that's there's why, a reason for it that's why he's under the average threshold for I me three. fair enough you score two guys against Liverpool kids have a nice day great lovely but he let, he'll just always let you down, in my opinion. That's the thing, though, with you, because he's got Codger scores two goals against Liverpool. Did I remember when we did this podcast, and you're like, Wesley, great to get get a goal under his belt. Really because good I, to see him come on and score. You've got to judge the, the two no. people by the same opposition. Yeah. Because one, like Codger, Codger can only score against Liverpool's kids as well, and he does, and twice. And I mean, he has that grin, which is just really annoying. But. But Wesley scores one. He comes on, scores a, scores a goal. That's fine. But you've got to yeah. judge him by the same. I'm just saying, there's there's a reason why Jonathan Codger doesn't get picked, and there's a reason he doesn't get on the pitch a lot of the time when we've been losing this season. And it could be you've got to. You, His work rate is horrific. It could be to the detriment of Villa, like the fact that Wesley's played all of. This I think time. Codger plays games. I don't think he scores goals in the Premier League. You don't know. That. I don't know. We'll, we'll never know. No, that. no, no. I'm just telling. I said I think. I didn't yeah. say I'm right. I I'm, said I think. And this makes me out no, to no. be in the Codger fan club. I'm I mean, not. you gave him three point five. That's not much better than three. No, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But that shows how bad this striker situation is. Yeah, the striker again, situation's it? embarrassing. Yeah, it is embarrassing. Well, there you go. That was fun. Not doing Davis. Can you do Davis? Vasilev. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think we can. We can really. I think Callum O'Hare is doing well at Coventry. Well, we'll probably good. give him a seven or an eight. That's that's really good yeah. to hear. Um, I, I thought that would be more enjoyable than talking about Man City, but I'm not sure it was. No, I think just when you come off the back of a six-one defeat, we could literally talk about a time we won the cup, and it still wouldn't be enjoyable because yeah. we'd still be thinking, "Oh, but we lost six-one on Sunday." What I've been thinking about all through this podcast is how like Windows 1995 this badge looks. It just looks really like um, kind of computer amateurised. I mean, what I don't like about these, these old shirts is that they make you look... The camera adds £10 anyway. <laughs> they make you look bigger than you are. <laughs> don't they, these shirts? I mean, like parachutes. This I is a medium. It's massive. Yeah, I, I'm, I told Hannah when I came out in this shirt that this was, this was my getting fat shirt. Is it? She I thought you were getting thin now. I am getting thin, yeah. which makes the shirt even baggier. Yeah, yeah. It's like when yeah that's I, a large though, isn't it? I don't know what this is. I just bought it because I liked it. That's a large, mate. Yeah, that's too big for you. It is too big. Too big. That's nice. Yeah. That's what you to say. Yeah. Usually you say I fit a large quite nicely. No, nice no, you have, you've slimmed down a little bit, I can say. Thanks, I can say you've been, you've been going to the gym. Tony Daly's changed your life. Ja- Tony Daly has. I've In a year's up. time when you've got abs, we'll have to do a thank you video to Tony Daly for setting you on the right we'll track. We'll go back and like, yeah. have an emotional yeah. emotional uh, reunion. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, listen, 
these are our these are our ratings. Uh, they're totally up for grabs. You can you can destroy them all you want, but all people will. But but give us your ratings. You know, go through the squad. Who's the top players? Who's the weakest players? You know, it's it's a it's a game of opinions, isn't it? Football, yeah. and uh, and that's what it's all about. Uh, right, that takes us up to about an hour. I reckon. I think that's enough of us. We'll be doing a match preview of the Brighton game. It's a massive game. Make sure. We're behind the lads because we need those three points. Yeah, yeah. The Villa fans will travel in in numbers and be and be excellent mm. on on Saturday for sure. Yeah. They ne- they never let us down the away fans ever. No. Uh, next week's looking very very busy. Uh, let's work out if slash Tuesday game isn't there, so there's no point doing it Monday. Yeah. Yeah. We'll work it out. We'll, we'll work it out. Probably can do it later on in the week because I don't. There's, there's no game with the weekend. Mm. So we'll work it out. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. Well. That's it. Hopefully, the, hopefully this has worked. Yeah. This could never see the light of day with this audio situation we've got going on It here. looks like I've, I've rigged a, an excellent situation, so it's don't worry about that. More by luck than judgment from Thomas, we shall as see. usual. We shall see. Yeah, cool. All right, stick with the Villa. Good luck to Villa against Brighton. I was about to say good luck to Brighton. Uh, and, don't say that. But, well, I won't. Up the Villa. Up the Villa. Gosh. If you enjoyed that video, why not watch another? Click the video choices on screen now to go and watch them in full. Be sure to subscribe to the channel by clicking our logo there on the left. Easy peasy. Sports Social Podcast Network.